You're listening to the Full and Thriving Podcast, a place where courageous women come to break free from food obsession, heal their relationship with their body, and strive to live a life that's present, lighthearted, and meaningful. If you're listening, my wish is that this podcast serves as a catalyst that inspires you to nourish your body, nurture your mind, and energize your spirit. I'm your host, Meg McCabe, a certified life coach and eating disorder recovery coach with a PhD in having a good time. Just kidding about that last part. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another phenomenal episode of the Full and Thriving Podcast. I am so thrilled to be here today, as always, and today is going to be a fun one because it's actually going to be a solo show that's very practical and full of lots of tips and advice. As you guys know, I am an eating disorder recovery coach, so I love practical tips and advice that my listeners and my clients can take action on. I'm a huge fan of applying things I learned on podcasts into my own life. So that's why I do these solo shows. And if you like them, please reach out to me and let me know what types of topics you would like me to talk about and teach in the future. So today our topic is how to stop counting calories. When I had my eating disorder, a lot of it started from quote unquote, innocently counting calories. I was just counting calories with the intention of eating as little as possible and using calories as a means to make that happen. And I don't think I realized how obsessive counting calories could get down the road. You know, it always starts as kind of like this kind of innocent diet, even though no diets are truly innocent And it evolved into this obsessive thing where I was worried about 10 calories here, 20 calories there. And, you know, now that I'm recovered, I could care less about calories. Calories are seriously dumb, you guys. (laughs) Like, I mean, I don't want to insult anyone here, but we're, I'm kind of insulting calories. Like they are stupid. And I know that is not an intelligent way of saying it, but that's my hot take. Like calories are just not something you should be focusing your energy on. Um, I've actually written an article saying that hell is someplace in the grocery store comparing nutrition labels, because that is true. I remember when I had my eating disorder, I would need to pick something up from the grocery store or some little bodega down the street. And instead of going with what I intuitively wanted, the concept of calories determined what I wanted. So I was giving all of my power away to the nutrition label, as opposed to really giving myself the power and listening to my body and also my like mental hunger with what I intuitively wanted. So counting calories takes away your food intuition. It makes you a robot. It makes you externally oriented. You are no longer listening to your body. You are no longer listening to your own desires. You are just depending on external factors to decide 
what you need. And it's usually wrong and it's usually disappointing and it leads you down this road of feeling unsatisfied with whatever you selected. You know, I would go into convenience stores and try to get some sort of quick granola bar on the go or some protein bar on the go. And then I would just look at all the nutrition labels. And the one that I really wanted would always be way too high for me. So I'd settle on some kind of unsatisfying, not delicious, chalky tasting bar with low calories because I couldn't mentally get over the hump of that extra 30 calories or whatever it was. To be honest, nutrition labels aren't even razor sharp accurate. They're going to not be perfect every time, but we treat them like they are like the Bible. You know, we treat these nutrition labels like they are the ultimate truth when in reality, I feel like these packaging food companies are just ballparking it anyway. So there's that. But anyway, in this episode, I want to talk about a few useful mindset shifts you can make in order to stop counting calories and then also some behavior changes you can make and environmental changes around your home that you can make to stop counting calories. I'm really thankful because I actually turned to Instagram last week and asked everyone to give me some of their own tips and tricks that helped them stop counting calories. So I want to say thank you to everyone who contributed. A lot of this stuff is some stuff I teach in coaching. Some of this is new ideas that were provided to me from Instagram. So you guys aren't following me on Instagram yet. Go check it out. I'm Meg underscore McCabe. And you can always engage in me that way. I try to get people involved with what I'm doing through polls and different questions and things like that. So let's dive in to some of the mindset shifts you need to make to stop counting calories. So first of all, I want to acknowledge that yes, calorie counting has probably become an automatic compulsive behavior for you. So the first thing I want you to acknowledge mentally, if you want to change this behavior, is that it is possible to stop this automatic behavior. You have to be open to stopping it. That takes a level of courage, but you have to be open to stopping this automatic behavior. You have to acknowledge that it is possible and you have to believe that it is possible. Next, another shift that's really important is that you have to be open to the idea that you can forget the calorie count. I know that so many of you listening probably have memorized the calories on every food you like to eat and that you can ballpark estimate it down to the the calorie or a few calories and that's what keeps you safe, right? Calorie counting gives us a sense of control. And whenever I talk to clients, a lot of them give me resistance when I tell them it's possible to forget the calories. And I was one of those people in the past. I was like, oh, I know the calories to everything. It was kind of like a badge of honor for me. I was like, yeah, I know the calorie count of everything. It's like, why? That is such unuseful information 
in reality, like I wish I could have showed off about knowing like all the location of all the countries in the world, something that's more interesting. Like if I'm going to memorize something, it might as well be something cool, you know? So anyway, you have to be open to the idea that you can forget the calorie count. And I am proof of this and I love this. Sometimes I'll do this as a joke to myself or my boyfriend will be looking at the calories of a package and he'll be like, oh my God, you wouldn't believe how many calories are in this thing. Just guess. And I'll guess and it will be completely off. It's awesome. I'm so glad that I forgot the calorie counts of things and it's very easy to forget. Like you just, it takes some time and it takes some mental rewiring, but you can forget the calories. Next, I want you to know and remind yourself that calories are just a unit of energy. All calories are created equal. So even the calories in a donut are going to be the same as calories in vegetables, okay? They are units of energy. A unit of measurement is always the same across the board. We're not going to be like, oh, this is a good calorie and this is a bad calorie. That would like be saying if you have an, if you're measuring something with a ruler and you're like, oh, these are six good inches and these are six bad inches. It's like, no, all inches are the same or yeah, I'm from America. So we use inches all centimeters are the same. It's a unit of energy. It's a unit of measurement. So on top of that, when we take on the reality that calories are just a scientific unit of energy, I want you to think about energy. Why are you afraid of having more energy in your body? You know, like nobody has ever said to me, oh, today was a great day. I was so low energy. Nobody's ever said that. If anything, when I do life coaching sessions, everyone's always saying, I need more energy in my life. I want more energy. And so if you want to be energized in, you know, taking in those calories are going to give you the nourishment and energy that you need to function properly during the day. When you hear someone say this is a high calorie food or calorie dense food and we all start panicking because we're like, oh no, high calories. I want you to replace the word calorie with energy and really take that in. So this is an energy dense food. This is a high energy food. This is an, so Calories equal energy. Energy is good. So really believe that. And even, you know, even more importantly, if you are in eating disorder recovery and you have been restricting a lot and you are in an energy deficit, AKA you're not taking in enough calories for your body, it will get to the point, unfortunately, if you do lose so much weight that your organs aren't functioning properly, or if you actually, it doesn't even have to be based on low BMI. It can actually just be, you can have a normal BMI and still be extremely undernourished. 
and your organs stop functioning properly. And so all those calories, you know, that you're depriving yourself of, those are used for things outside of weight, like calories go towards your hair, your skin, your nail, your nails, your brain health, and your organ functioning. So if you are in a deficit, all the calories that you intake are actually going to be applied towards giving you healthier hair, skin, nails, and everything before you were to even start to restore weight. So that is something I think a lot of people don't recognize. They think when they, a person with anorexia will think that they are just going to maybe start restoring weight immediately. But in reality, those calories are being used in all the areas of the body that have been deprived by you. You know, you've given yourself permission in a way to stop eating. And then all those really important things in your body were deprived. So in order to restore health, you actually have to eat a lot. So that was a little bit of a tangent, but food is medicine for you. It helps you. Calories will help you heal. They will help you restore the functioning of your body. And then also they will help you restore weight, which will give you a fuller, happier life. Another mindset shift I want you to think about is that if you are focused on calories, you are keeping your life very small. You are focused on the things that do not matter. Calories do not matter. <laughs> I know that's like, I feel like I'm being aggressive, but I have some anger towards calories. And you are focusing your energy on the small. Imagine if you stopped focusing on calories and truly started living. You know, on Instagram, people told me that they stopped calorie counting because it was ruining their relationships and it was stopping their ability from living in the present. And they wanted to focus on other things. So instead of calorie counting, what can you think about instead? Who can you put your energy into instead? What knowledge could you learn? How could you change the world? This is a mindset that is so helpful. And unfortunately, diet culture does have many sexist roots. So it was, you know, dieting was a really good way to keep women focused on the small things, you know. So unfortunately, collectively, a lot of us who are stuck on dieting are losing our potential. We are losing our potential to make change in the world and really make an impact because we're focused on calories, which are just units of energy. You know, it's just, it's just disappointing. So try to think about these mindset shifts and all these kind of nuggets I just shared with you now 
you know, I know stopping counting calories is very hard and I do feel for you. I do know that it is hard and it is challenging and also that calories do provide you a sense of safety and control. So I do have compassion for you all going through this. It just takes a little bit of courage to let this go and make small changes in your life so that calories can no longer hold you back. Calorie counting is holding you back. Okay. Now I'm going to shift on over to talking about behavior changes you can make to help you stop counting calories. So these are kind of the things that you can set goals around starting today that will help you stop counting calories. So if you haven't already, my first piece of advice is to delete all the tracking apps, okay? Just delete them and set goals around not writing your daily computations, scribbling them around on pieces of paper, whatever you're doing to keep track of your calories. You have to delete those tracking apps now. So if you're listening to this and you're feeling inspired, pause this episode and delete the apps on your phone ASAP. Like that is step one. It's very, very easy to do. For instance, whenever I delete Instagram off my phone for a break, I basically forget it's there. (laughs) I forget it was ever there and I live without, without worrying about it. I don't usually miss apps when I delete them and I am willing to bet that you will not miss the tracking apps when you delete them. You might feel tempted to reinstall them or kind of indulge in using them, but it's not going to be worth it. So the second tip I have is for you to cover nutrition labels in your home. So if you have kids or a significant other, you could make it an activity and have everyone take, you know, markers and scribble out, you know, really dark markers and scribble out the numbers on there, or you can slap some stickers on there, or it can just become a game. You can systemize it. So whenever the groceries come home, you hand your kids or your husband a marker, or you can do it yourself. It's very empowering. And also obviously I want to be inclusive here. So you may have a wife, you may have a husband, you may not, you may just have a partner. Yeah. So hand your significant other a marker, hand yourself one and make it kind of a ritual to delete, to delete, to erase those as soon as the groceries come home. And also you could invest in Tupperware containers and little baggies that You can put foods in, transfer foods out of their boxes and put those in so that you do not have to face the calorie counts. And this is a temporary phase. You know, this might just have to be something you get used to doing for a few weeks or a few months until you're brave enough to truly let go of the behavior. But I promise that this could help. Next, I want you to start allowing other people to prepare your meals. I know that so many of us try to take full control of, you know, the food situation in the home by being the one to cook and prepare meals, or at least 
everyone else is eating something and you always have to eat your own special meal because you need that level of control. So I need you to surrender that control and allow the people in your life who are willing to cook for you to help you through your eating disorder, take on that role. So surrender that control, accept and receive that love because cooking for someone is really truly a loving act. Allow them to cook for you. And what that will do is help you in a way in like in ways that you're nervous about. So for instance, cooking with oils, like maybe you're nervous that your partner shouldn't cook for you because they free pour oil or they use butter and you don't think butter is quote unquote healthy enough. I want you to surrender that control and just recognize that when you allow other people to prepare your meals, you're also, it's an act of accepting help. It's an act of accepting love and it's an act of surrendering control. So you're getting so much awesome stuff out of it. And this can also be done by going to restaurants that don't list the calorie counts. So go to restaurants, order foods with lots of items in it. So you, it's like impossible to calculate. And by the way, restaurants add ingredients in there that you could never estimate on your own anyway. So going to restaurants, ordering what you actually want, and then allowing that to just be will help you stop calorie counting as well. Another example, see how all a lot of this is just taking, making an effort to let go of control. So another piece of advice that was given to me on Instagram was to buy pre-made food that doesn't list the calories. So that's also an option. You know, for instance, if you go, I guess this was pre-COVID, but if you go to a bake bake sale or maybe you're going to a potluck or I don't know, like wherever there's pre-made food, use that as an experience to stop counting calories. Also, there are some packages of food like say a box of Cheez-Its, don't look at the portion size or the, I, I guess, serving size. Don't look at the serving size or the calories. So you should cover that label and just try to eat freely out of the boxes instead of measuring or weighing whatever you're trying to eat. So allow yourself to eat freely out of boxes that don't have prepackaged servings in them. Um, let's see. Next, practicing baking and cooking from scratch is a big one. So not following recipes precisely, but kind of eyeballing the measurements. It's actually really fun because you learn that you don't, well, with baking, it's a little bit different, but with cooking, you can eyeball a lot of it and it will still come out the same or pretty decently. And you have no idea how much you really put in. So a really good skill is again, coming back to the oil, free pouring oil into the pan or whatever you need to cook. And so some of us with eating disorders are very scared of this. As a recovered person, I take so much pride in my ability to just be super generous with the amount of olive oil I use and the amount of butter. Sometimes I'll put a, a wad of butter and some olive oil in the same pan. Like I am 
all about it. And the reason why I love doing this is because I truly believe that it adds flavor to the food. And also I've stopped looking at oils as really just calories. You know, I don't look at oil as calories just wasted. I see oil and cooking um, more as a heat conductor. So I'm looking at it through the scientific lens and I say, okay, if I pour a little bit more oil into this pan, it will conduct more heat and cook the food more evenly. And so um, that's something that I've noticed when I free pour, it's really with the intent of just creating a better dish for taste, but also just for a better cook, like a little bit more crisp or a little bit more flavor or having things just being more even, evenly seared. So maybe if you think of it that way as a more scientific approach, it could help you because I've noticed that's a really empowering thought for me. Okay. And we have two more tips for you. Okay. This one's tangible also, and it's a little less related directly, but I want you to throw out your scale because the scale is another thing that keeps us very attached to numbers. For instance, if you're really attached to calories and you have a set amount of calories, you only allow yourself to eat every day and you somehow go over that range and you're filled with guilt and shame and then see that and then step on the scale and see that you your weight went up a little it's very easy to make that connection that oh i shouldn't have had those extra 20 calories yesterday because now i gained weight and that is so far from reality and from the truth you cannot gain weight from eating extra calories in one day. It's, it's so much more long-term, longer term increase of calories that causes weight restoration. So if you eat X amount of calories extra and step on the scale and see that that goes up, it just continues to reinforce that false belief that calories are going to like immediately impact your size. And that is not true. So when you throw out the scale, it helps kind of detach you from that mindset and that belief. And also, I just want to say when you do step on the scale and you see that variation day to day, it's just a torture chamber. Like you're just seeing, oh my gosh, I, whenever I would step on the scale and it wasn't the number I wanted, I would be very upset and it would emotionally ruin my day. And it was a total roller coaster. And that's what I'm sure many of you are going through. Wouldn't it be nice to just live with a sense of peace day to day? That is literally what could happen to you today if you throw out your scale. And by the way, when I mention eating more calories and then weighing more, there's so many other things that contribute to those weight fluctuations on the scale. It could literally be that you just haven't gone to the bathroom that day or that your hormones have changed that day or that you're retaining a little bit of water. It could be the time of day that you've stepped on the scale. So those weight fluctuations don't really matter 
you know, give or take several pounds. So if you're, so that's a whole nother thing. I, I'm pretty sure Talia Sicelli and I talked a little bit about that in one of our beginning episodes. So be sure to check that one out. Finally, uh, this is not really as super tangible and actionable as the others, but my final piece of advice for you is stop being so bored. <laughs> um, I remember when I was counting calories in high school, I think I was just really bored with my life. And I mean, if you think about being a junior and senior in high school, even a, I was probably sophomore to senior year where I was really counting calories. I mean, I had been living in the same town my entire life. I had the same friends. I never dated anyone. I was very stuck on being perfect and having perfect grades. And I think I had outgrown my town. I love my town. I love my hometown. It's amazing. I'm so blessed for it. But I think I was bored and I didn't have much to fill my brain with. Obviously, there was a lot I could have done. Like maybe I could have dedicated myself to reading more or picking up new hobbies. But I just focused on calories. And I think that sometimes I think it could be a product of boredom. So Instead of counting calories, what can you take on to make your life interesting? Who should you ask out? Who should you hang out with? Where can you travel to? What plans do you want to, you know, I'm thinking travel plans. I'm thinking trips, anything that adds excitement. What hobbies do you want to take on? What topic is something that you can just throw yourself into so that you aren't bored and just shift towards focusing on calories. You know, our brains always want to think the easiest thought. It's just the way it goes. Like our brains are trying to be efficient and the thoughts you think the most are the easiest thoughts for your brain to think. <laughs> that's a tongue twister. So that's why like, it's very easy to fall into a pit of worry because that's just the path that your, your brain likes to take. So it takes some intention and effort to shift your focus, but it is really possible. So please keep that in mind. Like all of this, stopping a behavior, stopping an automatic behavior takes a lot of conscientious time and effort. You need to be intentional you need to be strategic. You need to be committed. You can't be one foot in, one foot out with stopping behaviors. You need to be committed. So that's really what I have to say about that. I definitely felt like very strongly opinionated during this episode, but I have, you know, calorie counting keeps so many of us from living our fullest life. And I really want all of you to live your fullest life and you really deserve that. So keep that in mind. And that concludes the episode for today. If you enjoyed this episode, I ask you to please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. 
please take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram and tag me. I love to see who's listening and it always just brings me so much joy. So have an amazing rest of your day. I know that recovery is hard, but it is definitely possible for you. I'll see y'all later. Bye.